0: welcome Welcome to fearless happy Wednesday Uh, I got a little sad news I got to start the show with uh, uncle Jimmy tested positive for the Rona Uh, probably be out but we'll check on him Uh, we've been checking on him in private we may Skype him in for a few days Uh, we think we feel confident he's gonna be fine he's in good spirits just a little tired and worn out. So uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, uncle Jimmy. We've also had a few little technical difficulties today. Ted Nugent was going to join us. Uh, He's not because we had some uh, technical difficulties. So guess what? It's just me and you, baby. That's all it is. Me and you, great. I've done this many times. I've entertained you before. I don't need all them extra people. I've been doing this without Uncle Jimmy forever. I don't need Ted Nugent, although we look forward to having Ted uh, in the near future because we were going to Ted was our special harmony guest. As you guys know, on Wednesdays, we bring in Pastor Bobby and Pastor Anthony, and we talk about how we can all get along and work together and how we can promote racial harmony, and just harmony in general. We were gonna have that discussion today with Ted Nugent, but today you just got me. You got a fire that I'm gonna start and gonna lead you in a little discussion and hopefully entertain you here for about the next 30, 40 minutes, and then we'll be back at you again tomorrow. So let's get it rolling. Let's talk about Lewis Brinson, the Florida Marlins center fielder who absolutely loves the little pot of racism fool's gold he discovered Sunday in Colorado. The marginal fifth-year player is intent on passing off pyrite racism as the real thing. For those of you who don't know, pyrite is fake gold. Despite the Rockies acknowledging that they wrongly accused one of their fans of shouting the N-word behind home plate, Brenton isn't ready to let this situation go. He's yet to milk it for all its potential riches. So you can hear it for yourself. You can hear it in your own words. Listen to this clip as he tries to milk this situation. Uh, so I've watched the video at least 50 times in the past, uh, you know, 15, 16 hours. Um, watched it a lot. Uh, you know, especially when I heard that, um, you know, he said dinger instead of the N-word. I personally, uh, this is again, my personal opinion. Um, I personally keep hearing the N-word. It's not that I want to hear it. Uh, I'd never want to hear that word. Um, Personally, I've never been called that um, in person to my face on the baseball field, um, outside the baseball field ever. He watched the video at least 50 times? No, seriously, who watches a video 50 times? looking for a word that you didn't hear when it was actually shouted at you or allegedly shouted at you in real life. He never wanted to hear the N word. The hell he didn't. Why was he listening to it 50 times? Brinson definitely wants to hear it. There's no other explanation for a 20-year-old, 27-year-old healthy person sticking an audio tape to their ear 50 times over the past 15 to 16 hours, unless they want to hear the N word. He's claiming like, oh, I heard the N, stop it. That's cause you want to hear it. If someone's looking off in another direction and shouting some word and waving to a mascot, uh, just stop Let me, let me add this though. Just let me go give you a little bit of context because I'm Going back to my column yesterday, in case you missed it, you know, the Colorado Rockies mascot, whose name, nickname is Dinger. The fan was seated right behind home plate and he was with his grandkids and he claimed he shouted for and waved at the mascot because he wanted his grandkids to take a picture with the mascot. His explanation makes perfect sense It's backed by video and audio proof. But, as I explained in yesterday's column, racism is a new form of gold. Like gold, allegations of racism have a super high value because of the difficulty in finding it. It's shiny, attention-grabbing, image-enhancing impact is nearly impossible to match. Just think, some dude walks into a club big gold chain on, everybody makes the assumption, oh man, he's special, he must be rich, he's different, he's cool, he's something, big gold chain. Same way we feel about racism now, oh my God, if I'm a victim of racism, he's special, he's cool, he's a a different type of person or a superior type of person than everybody else. Let's just think about how powerful allegations of racism are. Think of this, an allegation of racism turned career criminal and drug addict, George Floyd, into the second coming of Martin Luther King Jr. Just uh, think about that. George Floyd, career criminal, fentanyl addict, in a t-shirt, passing off a fake $20 bill, high as a kite behind the wheel of a car, In an instant, in nine minutes, he becomes Martin Luther King Jr. Had a black police officer kneeled on St. George's neck and shoulders, no one would know George Floyd's name. There certainly wouldn't be murals and statues commemorating the last nine minutes of his life. That's how transformative racism gold is, even when it's fool's gold. And I know many of you are gonna hear that and think, oh, here go Whitlock again, taking a dump on St. George Floyd. But I'm just sorry. We've gone way too far with the adulation, celebration, veneration of George Floyd. It's a joke. It's a tragedy. What happened to him? He played a gigantic part in contributing to that tragedy with his actions But there's no damn reason to turn this guy into the second coming of Martin Luther King Jr. because a white police officer kneeled on his neck and shoulders for nine minutes and the combination of fentanyl and COVID in his system, along with the police officer on his shoulder and neck, caused him to die. Everybody played a role in George Floyd's death. It wasn't just Derek Chauvin. George Floyd played a role in that. You're back to Lewis Brinson. He wants to turn this controversy into his brand building moment. No one outside of Miami knew who Brinson was before this controversy. Brinson realizes racial victimization could make him a household name. He went as far as suggesting the Rockies should change the name of their mascot because Dinger sounds too similar to the N-word. I just, he wants them to change the name of the mascot because his ears are so tender and sensitive that if he hears a word that sounds like it, if someone, oh, hey, uh, Lou Brinson, you're a dead ringer for Bubba Wallace. You're a dead ringer for Justy Smollett. That's what Lou Brinson is. He's the second coming of Bubba Wallace in the noose incident. Wallace is the NASCAR driver who in 2020 claimed someone hung a noose in his garage at Talladega Speedway. Noose turned out to be a simple rope with a knot used to pull the garage door shut. The noose had been on the garage door since at least 2019. Wallace leaned into the racial incident and landed television interviews across cable news. He significantly increased his popularity, got sponsorship deals and became a big deal in NASCAR because he pretended like, oh my God, there's a rope. It's on the garage door. It's got a little hook or new whatever the hell it is. But what nobody trying to threaten Bubba Wallace. No one cares. Bubba Wallace, and I, people get tired of me making this point but I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it, I don't care. Because I'm standing on rock solid ground. I don't have any problem with interracial dating, mixed kids, any of that. But too many of them are opportunists. Too many of them wanna pan for this racism gold and and pretend like they're the blackest people on the earth, and they're not. I initially tried to jump on board with Bubba Wallace before uh, any of this silliness about the noose jumped off. But then he does the silliness with the noose stuff, and I go, here we go. Another mixed race dude, trying to be Malcolm X. Bubba Wallace, not a thoroughbred, just got engaged. He didn't marry Becky Shabazz. He ain't engaged to Becky. He's, no, I'm sorry, he is engaged to Becky, not Betty. He passed over all the Betty Shabazzes and found him a Becky. Hats off to you, brother, if that's what you like. Mind you, your mama, I get it. But all this fake BS of being down and oh, I'm a victim of racism, they hung a noose and blah, 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 all that BS, it's just opportunism. Brinson is panning for the same Racism Fool's Gold, that worked for Wallace. Brinson admitted he was completely unaware of the shouts during the game. He never reacted to the shouts because he never heard them. So why in the hell would you go hunt for them after the game? Why would you go to the audio tape and listen to it 50 times over a 14 hour period? It makes no sense unless you understand the value of racial victimization. Brenton certainly does. He bragged about the attention he's receiving, saying, quote, I'm getting a lot of love and support on Instagram, and I'm sure on Twitter. And I appreciate that wholeheartedly, 100%. That's what this is all about, attention. I, I, I give Lou Brinson credit for admitting it. He's loving the attention. He's getting on Instagram and I'm sure over Twitter. I am somebody, I feel important. I'm special. Racism almost touched me. I'm Kunta Kente. The guy shouting at Dinger, the mascot, that's damn near the same as getting my foot cut off like Kunta Kente. Oh my God. I'm almost Emmett Till. An old white man sitting behind home plate is shouting for the mascot, and he yelled a word that almost sounded like the N word. I didn't hear it, but oh my God, it was so painful. Can't you feel my pain? We gotta stop this clownish bullshit. All the people tweeting at, reaching out over Instagram, what are you supporting? Nothing happened. Princeton admitted he never heard the shouts when they happened. The dude went on to say, no one has ever called him the N-word to his face. This dude is in his mid-twenties, earning nearly $600,000 for playing a game. He's not oppressed. He's not in need of some special level of support. He claimed he had sympathy for the Rockies fan who's been falsely accused of this and you know, he hoped he doesn't add to this. He doesn't have any sympathy for this dude. He wants to exploit that fan and the situation for his own benefit. Lewis Brinson is a high-class Juicy Smollet. Brinson is manufacturing racism because he can't find it anywhere else, just like Juicy Smollet. Cause trust me, if people were dropping the N-word on him, white people, he wouldn't be worried about going to some audio tape and like, oh my God, Please, can I hear? I keep hearing the N-word. I'm sorry. He wouldn't be doing that. He wouldn't need to go hunt for it on an audio tape. The dude's living a life of privilege, fun, and wealth. I think, again, he's in his fifth year. I think that's a critical year for Major League Baseball for and in terms of getting really paid and I, I, this is a contract leverage move. He's trying to hype himself, trying to be worthy of endorsements, trying to increase his leverage in Major League Baseball. And he's exploiting some old white man with grandkids that's at a baseball game with all these damn cameras, microphones, and smartphones everywhere. And we think this old white man is dumb enough to sit behind home plate and shout the N-word at baseball players? Lou Brinson might be that stupid, but I can guarantee you ain't nobody lived that long to have grandkids, they're not that damn stupid. They may be racist, and maybe the guy is, but he ain't stupid enough to show up at a Rockies baseball game, sit behind home plate with cameras, microphones, and cell phones everywhere and shout the n-word. The damn grand dragon of the KKK wouldn't be that damn stupid. In 2021, with everything that's going on, all these false allegations and all, you can barely say any damn thing without somebody getting offended. Ben Crump wants to outlaw the word master bedroom. And we think White people, grown-ass white people are showing up at Major League Baseball games with all them dark-skinned Dominicans and African-Americans and Latinos out on the field. Yeah, this is where I'm gonna go to shout the N-word. This is not 1930s America. I know Brinson wants it to be. He wants it to be 1821, but it's just not. All this praying for racism that these race miners and fortune chasers and attention star people are doing, they're praying, oh my God, please bring back slavery so I can whine and cry and and, and, and make money off of it. This is, all, as I said yesterday, and I'm, I, you know, I went on Tucker Carlson's show last night, and, uh Talked about my column yesterday. And, and, and I just want to reset that about the analogy I made between the American racism rush and how analogous it is to the California gold rush. It's it, they're the same thing. This the thought of getting rich off that gold made a bunch of people move, a bunch of men move to Northern California in pursuit of that. I'm looking at a bunch of black and white people constantly trying to play the race card and trying to find, I got racism over here. We struck racism. Come look, LeBron James. Oh my God, they painted the N word on the back of my $20 million mansion. Come look, I'm a victim. Now I'm, I'm like, LeBron James sat on national TV or in a press conference and compared himself to Emmett Till's mother and I damn near fell out. Because on his $20 million mansion, he's in Los Angeles when he's in Cleveland, Ohio. He analogized himself to Emmett Till's mother because someone allegedly wrote the N word on the gate of his $20 million Brentwood mansion. (sighs) He never saw it. They never showed it to the media. They allegedly removed it before the police could come and investigate. But somehow he's like Emmett Till's mama. Do you think Emmett Till's mama went and picked up the body before the police could investigate? Nothing to see here, I just, just trust me, they killed my son. We removed the body, we buried him. We'll tell you about it later. Do you think the pain of losing your 15 year old son to that kind of violence is in any way analogous to having the N-word allegedly spray-painted on your garage door or entrance gate. You don't even know who did it. Hell, it probably more likely a black kid did it if it happened, which we damn, anybody with common sense knows it didn't happen. It was just LeBron, look, same thing Lou is doing. This is, we ha- My next analogy is going to be, and it'll piss people off, but like this racism thing is like the, pa- uh, the, the COVID pandemic. It's a pandemic. It's just everywhere. And it's all a contract play by elites and people trying to make more money. It's just a public relations move. A few weeks ago, I wrote about the former ESPN host, Maria Taylor. In her little desperate contract push over the last year, she smeared Drew Brees, the Saints quarterback, you know, went off on him on TV because the dude defended the national anthem and she acted like, oh my God, he done sold black people out. He, He done said something in defense of the national anthem and George Floyd, the drug addict, just died. We're going to allow people who would never allow George Floyd inside their house to use George Floyd to try to advance their careers. If George Floyd came up out of the grave today and knocked on Maria Taylor's door, she'd run inside and call the police. But. She used Drew Brees and tried to beat his brains in and smear him because he wanted to defend the national anthem. Then she turned around, smeared her coworker, Dave Lamont, for saying, look, Joy Taylor and all these other black people on here bitching on this conference call. You wasn't doing nothing but telling the truth. And Rachel Nichols smeared her because she's gossiping with a friend uh, because she's upset Maria Taylor got a job that Rachel Nichols wanted. It's what everybody does think Maria Taylor ain't ever had no conversations with her friends, with her black friends about some of her white coworkers and things that she felt like they got because they was white. We gotta cut this out. This is all a money grab. All of it. It's a bunch of elites using poor black people to get ahead. That's why I analogize it to the California Gold Run. Bunch of poor people ran out to California, a bunch of poor desperate dudes ran out to California chasing after money. And, and, and the only people that really made money were the people that exploited the miners mining for gold. That's who made, Levi Strauss, Sam Brandon, they made the real money selling goods and services to the miners. The miners made a little money and then it went away real quick. It was all an exploitation play. Yesterday, I ended my column referencing the San Francisco 49ers. I was suddenly trying to make a point that the nickname of the San Fran's football team is taken from the 1849 California Migrators who in the pursuit of gold, pillaged, plundered, and slaughtered Native Americans. The Washington Redskins had to scrap their mascot, which many people believe celebrated Native American culture. But the Redskins had to scrap their mascot because allegedly it was offensive. Baseball's Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians, they scrapped their mascot too for the same reason. Allegedly, the Indians, that's offensive. But celebrating the 49ers, the guys who in 1849 took advantage of and bullied Native Americans, that's positive. That's a good thing. The men of the California Gold Rush were as greedy and as unethical as Lewis Brinson, Bubba Wallace, and Maria Taylor but let's celebrate them. Let's call the San Francisco 49ers the 49ers in celebration of a bunch of greedy, uncivilized, manipulative, desperate men. You know who reflects those values? Brinson, Wallace, and Taylor. They reflect the values established in Northern California during the gold rush because today's Silicon Valley social media companies are imposing those secular values on the rest of America. Those of us who are believers in God, we need to loudly object and push back. This is, reason I went back at this topic yesterday is because this is Very important. It's vital that we believe this and that we understand what's going on in America and what's at stake and who's driving this. This is Silicon Valley. This is Northern California. These seeds and this culture, agenda, values that they're pushing, they were established 170 years ago. When 300,000 men over a five, six year period, showed up in Northern California searching for gold. And in their, desert, go read up on it, the lawlessness that took place during that time in Northern California because of that greed and desperation. I'm not making this up. These aren't opinions. Someone asked me the other day, like, hey man, that stuff you said about San Francisco, is that your opinion or those facts? They're facts. I'm not making it up. I didn't live during that time. I'm reading the history that's out there for everybody to read. The, The stuff I said about the 300,000 men showing up, not bringing their wives and girlfriends for the most part, and how that led to San Francisco, they dock in the Bay Area, settle in San Francisco, 300,000 men over a five or six year period, no women, and how that led to San Francisco being the homosexual capital of the world, I didn't make that up. Gay magazines have written about this. Hell, go to Wikipedia. Go anywhere. The history of San Francisco is there for anybody to read and understand. I'm not making nothing up. I'm just telling you the facts and telling you how they impact today. Those instant millionaires of the 1840s and fifties in San Francisco because of the gold rush are the exact same instant millionaires of the tech industry in Silicon Valley. People rich beyond their wildest dreams, not because they're the smartest people on the planet, the most caring people on the planet, the, the most important people in America, they hit the little right tech app or invention or they've tapped into the internet better than other people. They, they launched some platform, Twitter or Facebook and become instantly rich and powerful beyond their wildest dreams. They haven't been prepared for this. And now they have all this enormous influence over the rest of America and it's all concentrated in northern california whose values were set 170 years ago when gold was struck there and 300,000 people descended upon one men primarily i think 92%, 93% men descended on this area And again, don't trust me, go read it for yourself. I'm not making it up. They didn't have no women. They still got sexually aroused and they handled it amongst themselves. Those values, that greedy, instant money, uh, sexually deviant values and culture Those seeds were planted 170 years ago, and they've taken full bloom today, and you can see it in what the tech industry will and won't allow. What Silicon Valley, the rapper Bizzle came on here, and he had that song, he got that song where he said, uh, you'll diss a black queen, but, won't basically say it won't say a word to a drag queen or something. I, I can't remember what he said, but everybody knows it. Everybody knows what you can't do over social media. You can call a black man, a coon, the N word, every word in the book. You can say anything negative you want about a black heterosexual Christian man over social media. Say something about the Alphabet Mafia and see how quick they come for your ass. No pun intended. Everybody knows I'm being factual. The whole system, Northern California has rigged up a system that favors their culture, their environment and they're coming after in that the godless secular culture that they created in Northern California, they're imposing it on the rest of America. And most of these idiots are on board with it. I'm not. That's why they have a problem with me. Tell you about my good friends at Bilt Bar. Because it is Bilt Bar time. I'm very hungry right now. I've just spent 30 some odd minutes ranting and raving at you. And boy, could I use a Rocky Road flavor bar right now. We don't have a bill bar in the studio, do we, Corey? Oh yeah. Well, we got something. Yeah, to- toss me anything. It doesn't matter. But anyway, that's a terrible toss, Corey. Thank God I'm an athlete and can catch that. Oh. The double chocolate, love it. Anyway, we got salted caramel, we got Rocky Rose. Probably my two favorite, the salted caramel and Rocky Rose, but I like it all. It's all low in sugar, low in carbs. It's all—it's only about 150 calories. Built Bars are what help keep me going during the day. The hardest thing I deal with is figuring out which flavor to go to next. Go to Built.com and use the promo code FEARLESS To save 15% off your first order, use promo code FEARLESS for 15% off at Built.com.